there's a strong sense of futility in William Blake's London. This idea of futility appears in many of the paintings, but perhaps this is the first one in the anthology to convey this idea so strongly. The first line starts off with the verb wander. He's not marching, he's not protesting. Blake is drifting through the streets of London, almost aimless and without purpose, as he marks in everybody's faces the, the marks of weakness and the marks of woe. But notice how he just marks them, he notices them, he sees them. He doesn't actually act upon it. And there is a sense of futility here that nothing William Blake says or does can change anything. In the second verse, we see Blake repeatedly using every to describe the noises that he hears around him. One could argue on one degree that this is hyperbolic. Not every face in Blake's London at this particular point in history would have demonstrated the marks of weakness, the marks of woe. Just as nowadays, not on every single street corner will you see a homeless person. But the hyperbolic effect of every again conveys this sense of futility that Blake sees in everybody's face the poverty and the despair of the, the controlling government of the time. The sense of futility carries on into the third verse with the chimney sweeper's cry and the hapless soldier's sigh. None of these protestations change anything. The palace does not change its attitude towards war. The church doesn't change its idea towards the poor. Nothing changes. And even with the stronger blasts and curses of the fourth verse, nothing changes again. So there's this sense of futility that nothing gets better. The other poem that obviously looks at this Marxist reading of the, the, the ordinary soldier or the ordinary man as not being in control of their destiny is Bayonet Charge. And in the beginning of the second stanza, you get this great image of the cold clockwork of the stars and nations. Was he the hand pointing that second? The, the sense that there's this kind of powerful uh, clock that he is just simply the, the pawn in. Um, he's, you know, there's a, there's an art, there's an architect behind all of this, and, and he's just the pawn in this particular moment. I've, up until this point, I've said men quite deliberately because, very sadly, the, the first half of the power conflict anthology is very much written by men, and it's very much about men. But it's interesting that that, that sense of futility about does come across in a couple of the poems written by the women, um, particularly in one poem that has a female voice, which is Jane Weir's Poppies. You get the sense that all Jane Weir's narrative voice can do is release. All she does is open doors and release the songbird and then escape into the outside. There's no sense of control there either. 
Also, interestingly, in War Photographer, Duffy talks about the, the sense that the photograph has power. Of course it has power, but that power, again, is only very temporal. It's, it's just a moment between the bath and the pre-lunch beers that the reader feels any kind of guilt or, or any kind of feeling that they need to do something. So again, there is this sense of futility about the war photographer's work. So, have a look back through the poems in the anthology and consider, this, consider these ideas that the, the ordinary person, the everyday man and woman has no control over their destiny. Are there any other poems that look at this particular theme as well? Of course, in the anthology that is in itself about power and conflict, there is often a sense about the futility of, of man. You know, Odyssey Mandaeus is about the futility and the temporal nature of empire, and empire building. So clearly referencing, to a certain degree, some ideas that come across in Blake's London, that ultimately time will bring about the downfall of these power structures in London. But the futility in London is more closely linked to perhaps the futility in the poem Exposure, in which Wilfred Owen repeatedly has his narrative voice, but nothing happens. What are we doing here? This isn't about the futility about the sense of man's power. This is about the futility of the, of the working class and the fact they have no control over their own destiny, they have no control over their own future. That's a Marxist reading of the text, and, and we've got to be very careful about that, because obviously Karl Marx's ideas to come much later after William Blake's own original um, poem. But Marx was Marxist reading of the text is all about the, how the ruling class, how the bourgeoisie elite control and govern those beneath them.